All right, you like that? You like that intro song? Should I should I stick with that one? I don't know. I think that's kind of catchy. That that might be um that might bring bring the eardrums in. I was going to say bring the eyeballs in. This is a radio show. But uh yeah, I think that one's going to work. Hey guys, welcome to the Dumpster Fire Radio Show Episode 7. My name is Rue. Thanks for joining us. This is a big episode. This is episode seven. I think I've eclipsed the episode number of my last podcast before I decided to get lazy and say I'm not doing this anymore because I'm a lazy Italian boy who wants to eat spaghetti and stuff my fat face with potato chips instead of uh, recording a podcast. This is episode seven of the Dumpster Fire Radio Show. I think this is I think this is one step towards permanency. You know, you get past episode two, three, four, five, six, you get to seven. I think we're on a roll here, and I want to thank everybody for listening to this because you don't have to be listening to this. You know how much media is out there for you to consume right now? Do you know how many channels you got? You know how many other better podcasts there are? Do you know how much how many other more constructive things you could be doing with your time, but you've chosen to listen to me? What the what's what what is your problem, man? What are you doing? What are you doing with your life? Listen to this. Listen to this. No, in all seriousness, thank you, thank you, thank you uh, for listening. I have a pretty good listener base according to my numbers on Anchor. And uh, if you would do me a favor before this, you know, I, I started doing some ads. It's like keep your eighty cents. I don't like. I'd rather just get my message out and have people listen to this and be entertained and learn a couple things maybe i'm i'm i'm, I'm going to be 40 next month i'm at the stage where i could i could start learning people <laughs> i could learn people now so uh, it kind of feels good kind of feels good you know when i was 25 can't teach shit when you're 30 fucking who wants to hear a 30 year old talk you're 40 all right, let's 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 see what you you've accumulated. <laughs> Your bald head. What's in there? Is it mustard? I don't think it's mustard. Gullion's mustard? No, it's not. I I do have. I I'm not. I'm not. The, I'm, not I'm not the best. You know, m- most traveled grizzled veteran. But I do they do know a thing or two, and and it really makes my day when I hear people say that uh, some things I've said on this this show have have opened up their eyes uh, and made them feel better or you know, laughed or entertained or feel, felt less alone. I, that, that means a lot to me. And I thank you guys for the messages, text messages and, 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 and stuff like that. Um, I was pulling into a parking lot. I'm, right now I'm in the parking lot of, oh yeah, I should have, I should have started and told you guys I'm in the parking lot, uh, Walmart parking lot right now. I have, uh, here, here's my car door. Listen, see, I'm in a car. I'm in a car right now. I just, I needed to shut the door to prove that I'm here. There's a Ross, a Marshalls, Five Below, Mr. Liquor, Famous Footwear. I was going to do this podcast in the in the um, <laughs> in a in a um, in a in a parking lot of a place I used to work. The place went out of business. It's called AC Moore. Now it got bought out by Michaels. The space the space was empty for a while, and I was going to tell you a little funny story about that because if you remember my old, uh, yeah, some of you might remember the old blog I used to have. I would tell stories, write stories about old little jobs I used to have growing up. KB Toys, Jilly's Arcade. Uh, but I, I never told this one. This happened in 2000. I used to work for AC Moore uh, Arts and Crafts Store in 2008. 
and uh, I got hired as the custom framing manager, the custom framing manager of AC Moore, which basically meant um, I went in the I, I went in the back of the store and did nothing. No, I I I I, no, I, I worked. I, I worked. It was, it was, you know, for what it was, it was basically like an assistant manager of that department type thing. Uh, so you did a lot of um, custom orders for pictures, artwork, stuff like that. It was going good. You know, this was kind of a transition phase in my life uh, before I uh, decided to get into the field that I, that I, that I, that I pay the bills with today. Uh, so this, is, this was the last official job, like full-time job that I had before uh becoming a <clears throat> a teacher. So, basically what I did was I um I, I worked there and then about a few months in, they decided they weren't making any any money, so they cut the manager's pays uh considerably. <laughs> and this is a 28-year-old Rue, I think. So this is an 18-year-old Rue. This is 28-year-old Rue, 27, 28, something like that. 27, I think. Um, so I, I, the way they did it was, and the way they did it legally to kind of get around it was, they fired you, and then they gave you the option, do you still want to work here? I said, yeah, I still want my job. I was like, all right, well, here, sign these papers. They fired you, and then they hired you back for the new wage, which was, let's see what I was making. It was at least a few dollars less. It was definitely a few dollars less, and I remember it wasn't that much to begin with. It was more than what I had been making previously in retail because I worked in retail before that. Old Staples, Old Navy, KB Toys, Toy Works, a lot of different stores since I was 17 years old. But they rehired me for that. And I had a huge, huge, I don't give a shit attitude throughout after that happened until the end of it. Because I knew I was getting out. I knew I knew it. So basically, long story short, um, <laughs> well, let me see. I don't want to use his name, but the but the manager um, was an older Italian gentleman. We'll call him we'll call him uh, uh, Dominic Rizzo, Dominic Rizzo, and uh, Dominic. <clears throat> he kind of reminded me of Ernest P. Worrell, a uh, little bit little bit like Ernest, balding Ernest, uh, older balding Ernest, and. Um, Long story short, I ended up, I don't know if you can believe this, but I ended up quitting. Yeah, I ended up one day just walking off and going home. I've done that before. Um, usually I have a reason for it. This time I just got aggravated at something. I don't I don't work well when I'm disrespected. <laughs> I don't work very well. I don't do anything in life very well when I get disrespected. Do you, I don't I don't recommend you do either if you ever get disrespected. Uh I don't recommend you take anyone's shit. But <laughs> I uh, went home and that was it. And uh you know at the time I was still living with my parents so I justified it by saying uh I'm, I I quit my job I, I want to focus on uh my uh you know you had to take tests to get into teaching so I was studying I was like I gotta I guess you know I was gonna start substitute teaching I was gonna start um start start full I mean at least try to get a full-time job that summer um 
and uh, I remember being home maybe the next, that night, I think, because I believe it was during the day. I believe it was a, dur- a day shift when that happened, when I when I quit, and I took my ball and went home. And uh, that night, I got a phone call from, no, I didn't get the phone call, I'm sorry. The phone call was to my father's phone, or was it the house phone? I'm trying to think. Man, this was many years ago. I think it was my dad's cell phone, because he was my emergency contact. And it was Dominic Rizzo. It was Dominic Rizzo. And uh, he apparently told my dad what had happened, but then briefly, like really super briefly, and then asked, can I please speak with your son? So he called my father to speak with me. My dad handed me the phone. I looked at the phone. My dad told me who it was. I picked up my thumb. And I hung up the phone. So, yep, there you go. Um, Again, respect, disrespect goes a long way. You disrespect somebody, especially a, a lowly, you know, worker that's that's not under contract. You're going to get disrespected in return. I'm sorry, Dominic. I'm sorry that you had those custom framing orders uh, on the table, and uh, you had some questions about them. I, th- I think, or you were going to beg, beg me and grovel to come back to AC more. But uh, and, then, and then you called my dad, 28 year old man. You call my dad. Call my dad to get a hold of me because you had to know. About the orders, or maybe you just wanted to, my dad to scream at me, twenty-eight-year-old man. But it didn't didn't work, Dominic. So sorry. There, that's the story. That's that's my story of AC Moore. Yep, walked off, quit, and then uh, Dominic called my dad, and then my dad handed me the phone, and then I hung up on him. Here's a little little fun tidbit of that story. I went down. I went. Um, was it downstairs? Where was I living at the time? This is 2008, so I was living in Peachtree for sure. Uh, when he handed me the phone, I went downstairs and make and made pretend that I was talking to him because uh, I didn't want people to think that I was being an ass. And uh, I, I stayed on there for about maybe like three, four minutes. When in reality, as soon as he handed me the phone, I hung up on him. So, and I think I kept my dad's phone off the hook for a few more minutes so he couldn't call back, or maybe I blocked it up. Probably not blocked the number. These are the trials and tribulations of my 20s. Did you guys have this kind of fun when you are in your 20s, or were you already settled in your life? Because I wasn't. I don't know. I didn't get settled until uh, 16 minutes ago. So, I saw a documentary last night on Patrice O'Neill, one of my favorite comics of all time. Man. Man, that was... It really... It really uh, Really brought me back. I miss Patrice O'Neill. He passed away in uh, 2011. Just a very, uh, I don't know, say, I don't want to say controversial, but just a, just a, <laughs> should we say good dude? Because I, first of all, I didn't, I didn't know him, but you feel like you know him because he's on the radio for so long. And you hear him on, you know, talk and, and open up. Um, he. A genius, genius, literal genius. Died way too soon. I wish he was here today. I wish he, he we had his voice today, uh, because deep down I think he was a good man. He didn't like the system. He didn't like playing the games. He didn't like 
he didn't like uh, taking people's shit. He was honest. He was brutally honest. That might have been his, you know, I don't know, honest to a fault. Is that the phrase? He he uh, didn't like to fake it in life. And uh, he is sorely, sorely missed. Sorely, sorely missed. You know, his comedy is missed too. I mean, everybody needs to laugh, but just just his uh, his take on things. And I might not be totally, uh, you know, I might disagree with a few things that, that he said over the years. Don't, don't think that I take what, everything he says as gospel, but man, that guy was smart. Oh, like like people smart. I always look at that as, as, you know, how am I smart? You know, am I am I people smart? Am I books? Well, I'm definitely not book smart. Well, I mean, I didn't, I was not awful, but I don't think I'm book smart. I'm certainly not, certainly not street smart. You know, I feel like I'm due to people like, well, due to, due to, due to life and, and things that I've been through, uh, and people I've experienced, even though you can never fully experience a person unless you're inside of their head. Um, I think, I think that I'm a a people smart out of all those, I think there's three kinds of smarts, people, street, and book. I think my brother Justin is book smart. I think my brother Kevin is street smart. And I think I'm people smart. That's my opinion. But that's not that saying at times I can't be book smarter and at times Justin can't be people smarter at times that Kevin can't be book smart or people smart. But I think those are the characteristics of the smartness. Not, not, not that you asked what what uh, uh, me and my family uh, had between our ears. but So yeah, go out of your way to check out that Patrice O'Neill documentary. Uh, what is it? Killing ain't easy, or killing is easy, on Comedy Central. It's probably on demand now. Uh, yeah, I, I miss that dude. I miss that dude a lot. He had a lot of like interesting views on on you know relationships and women, controversial views. Definitely wouldn't fly today. I don't know how he would even have work today. I think he would be definitely self producing. I think he would be big into the podcast game, his own podcast. I think he would be independent. Um, independence shows into everything would be fully. I think at this stage, because he had a manager till '07, then he had another manager from '07 to when he passed away in 2011. I think at this stage, if Patrice were still around today, which shit, he was 41 when he died, so he would have been in his 50s now. Uh, he would have been doing his thing <clears throat> DIY style. That's my opinion. Uh, and he might have been even forced into it because I don't I don't know too many people who would hire him, and that does that has nothing to do with his talent. That has nothing to do with the kind of person he is. Uh, it's just the culture right now. He'd be a very hard hire for these uh, these huge conglomerates, and he knew it. It was he was he was he was tough back then. What do you think? You know how has how has entertainment media society changed from 2011 to 2021 a whole hell of a lot if you ask me and it would have been tough for him but i think he still would have had a huge huge following and and his legacy would have been even bigger than it was i mean but anyway um yeah like i said he he talked a lot about in his uh a lot a lot about uh um relationships with women and everything and again it a lot of <clears throat> a lot of people dislike him because of that you know it's um but the psychology in this and the psychology can't be denied and whether whatever side of the coin you fall on 
Why do you think some of the stuff he said was was uh, way off base? Um, was definite. It was still definitely just like, and the confidence that he said it, it was just it was it was it's just amazing. I, I I go back and listen to some of his old stuff, and you'll know what I'm saying. You don't have to agree with it. You don't have to think. Uh, you know, but I was gonna say like Bobby Kelly. Uh, said something in a, in that documentary, or may have just been in the, in the preview. He said if, if if Patrice was around, he thinks he would have been a Trump supporter. I don't think so. No, I don't. I don't really think so. I think Patrice would have definitely spoken up against the cancel culture uh, that's going on today. You know, canceling people and you know that whole that whole you know uh, situation going on. Some people justifiably. Uh, called out. There's nothing wrong with that, but I feel like he would have definitely been against that aspect. And I and I and I so wish that the the Patriots and the Trumpers were not in the corner of uh, of um, didn't take that stance because that's that's literally like uh, I don't know. I just <sighs> it's hard to explain, but um, maybe I think I am I the only like liberal. Uh, non-offendable type person. I, I know I'm, I, I may be in the minority, but I, I don't really get offended at stuff, and I really support freedom of expression and freedom of speech as long as it, as long as it's not comes as long as the intent. If the intent is to hurt and the intent is the hate, I'm not, then I mean, it's tough to kind of determine that. You can't. It is tough. It's just it's a tough situation. Uh, it's a tough way to go about content. Go to way, go about. I don't know. I'm, I'm getting. I'm tossing up my words here. Um, my political views lean to the left. That's just my my how I am. But in terms of comedy, as long as you, you don't come from a place of hate, and the intent is. To and the intent is funny, and the intent, the intent is to be funny. Then uh, I think um, people should lay off comedians, and I and I and I defend comedians, uh, the real ones, not the open micers <laughs> that um. Uh, that's a whole other. That's a whole other episode. And I'll tell you. I'll tell you guys some stuff about that open mic comedy. Oh man, yeah, that no, that's a whole episode for sure. That is a whole episode. Uh, but but Patrice, uh, you know, I I don't think he would be a Trumper. I don't think so. Some people think he is because his views on women were controversial, and uh, you know, like we said about cancel culture. But I I I think that one thing about Patrice is he knew he can call people out for bullshit and lies. And uh, in my opinion, our ex-president had those two things coming out, <laughs> coming out every orifice of his body, bullshit and lies. Okay. Throw on top of that, the whole, ra- the, the, you know, okay, I'll be nice. Borderline racist. Do we want to say that? I- I'm not going to, you know, I don't know how many people I'm going to offend by saying that who, who voted for him, but I'll, I'll say, border, is that fair? Borderline racist. Borderline can go either way, whatever way you want to look at it. Some people think he is racist, racist. Some people think he he uh, isn't. He was borderline racist. To me, Patrice would have sniffed that crap out and uh, 
he would not have been in that dude's corner at all. Not at all. I don't think he would have been in Joe Biden's or the Democrats' corner either. I think he would have been his own self, basically uh, calling out people, uh, calling out the candidates and, and how lame everything is and how fake everything is and, uh, you know, just how how society is. I think he would have been in that way um, very vocal, but I certainly don't think he would have supported Donald Trump. No way. No way. So, especially somebody who's who's no, no. That money grubbing, I don't think so. No, not happening. Uh, but it could be wrong, you know. Bobby Kelly rode the roads with him and uh, traveled a long ways with uh, Patrice. Maybe he knows things that he confided behind closed doors. But again, two thousand, the early two thousands, mid two thousands were a different time than now. No one could fathom what just happened. Anyway, enough of that. I hate to get political. But, um... Yeah, it's cold in here. Start my start my Jeep up. I'm getting... I'm getting, uh... Oh, look at that. I'm getting ready... to... use the bathroom. But we've I've never encountered this in the middle of a podcast where I just drank a... Crap, a crap ton of coffee and I've got to use the John right now there's a Walmart to my right I don't want to take you in there with me because I'm, I don't know if you know this but I do this podcast with a microphone like a, it looks like a you know a sportscaster's microphone it's the same microphone I use to interview people in street segments and con segments and uh, stuff like that on Rue TV the same microphone it's an iRig microphone so I can't really <laughs> it kind of looks stupid uh, not that I care what people think but uh, and then also I don't want to be broadcasting in a, in a private bathroom when I'm going there. But so I'll I'll hold it for the next five minutes or so while I talk to you guys uh, about some more stuff. Oh man, I don't I don't know. I was going to get into. I kind of talk more about Patrice than I wanted to today. Not that I wanted to, but then I that I planned to. I always want to talk about Patrice. I love that. But um, I wanted to do another segment on dating, dating apps, experiences that I've had, uh, lear- uh, just in general, with that that entire culture, I should say, in the in the two thousands. What what decade do you call this? I don't know. I think I think you know the last time I had uh, after the party podcast, I did a couple entertaining. I had, I had a segment, and I think I did a, a couple YouTube segments too uh, about uh, relating to internet dating, dating apps, things like that. Not to rehash it, but it's some entertaining shit, and I want to me talk about it again. And some of the people you encounter, some of the stuff you, that goes on, some of the interesting personality. It's almost like a. a you can learn a lot from people. You can learn a lot from society from these things. Um, and you learn a lot from, from dating. You learn a lot from being around people. Now, lately, you know, I haven't I haven't dated anyone since last October. But, uh, I, you know, I do have some experience. I would never throw anybody under the bus or, or, or name names about people. Uh, you know, I, I'd always be respectful. But I think, like, sharing some of my experiences uh, confidentially... 
not uh, putting anybody, like I said, n- never putting anybody on blast or anything like that. I think it would make, I think you guys would learn a thing or two. And maybe if you're ever in the situation that I'm in, where you're not with anybody uh, when you're turning 40, maybe it'll help prepare you. Not to saying that I want to, because a lot of people are happily married and you've got a girlfriend, you got your significant, I, I don't want, I don't want to curse you. I don't want to give you the the the, the rue curse, but shit happens sometimes, and I don't know. I just want to share with you some of my experiences and uh, teach you what not to do and what to do. I do know a couple things. I I need to go buy some cat cans for my cats. Juniper's got to eat. Halloween's got to eat. Sweepy's got to eat. They're out. I got to go and buy some cat cans, crew. Um, getting a new couch this week. That's exciting, right? New couch. And I got to buy some couch coverings because when you got pets, you got to cover the couches. And you've also <clears throat> got to talk to this, talk about this on the, on the podcast because this is riveting content. And this is the reason you came here to hear this stuff. I'm getting very frustrated with the... It's it's funny because I think the last <laughs> wasn't the last episode I talked about how how um <clears throat> how I was frustrated and was just like oh, I'm just gonna book people it's just the content for the website and two minutes later I do a Tony Malibu comedy vinyl unboxing video um, I I don't like depending on people for content I don't like depending on celebrities guests comedians I don't like I I just I I don't know I I like not that I don't like interviewing people, but I don't like the I don't like my sanity dependent on them making. The, I'll I'll be honest with you guys. I had two two guests and I hadn't heard back from them. Who initially talked to me, I haven't heard back from them in a week. Who who made commitments and I. I understand people are busy, and I understand we're a smaller YouTube channel, and uh, I guess we're not top priority, but I, I this is for my sanity, and again, Root TV content is for me. It is what I can... So when, when, I, when the content is in the hands of, or is dependent on a guest... Uh, I'm, I'm, I, I gotta tell you, it's, I'm not very pleased with that. I, I don't really... I, I, that doesn't make me happy. That doesn't make me happy. And if it's not making me happy, what's the point? Because I ain't making money. <laughs> so, it's either about creating art, creating comedy, or making you happy. And if you're if if you gotta if you gotta go out and bust your ass for people and book people who don't even re- return your your DMs, and I'm again I'm not saying they have to. Shit, I'm. I'm not 100% sure I would return my own my DM to myself if I was that I would return I return even though I'm I'm pretty nice I'm a nice Italian boy come on I'm I'm polite in these DMs and, and messages that I send to these people but I don't get the kind of satisfaction out of booking people and interviewing people that I do out of creating comedy and I'll leave it at that I'm always flip-flopping. You never know. One day I might be this. The one day my content might be that. You never know. 
and I'll just leave it open instead of committing and just making a stupid statement like I did last last time saying, oh, we're never going to do anything. It looks like we're never going to see the end of this. Uh, just book some guests on Zoom. Not that I'm not booking guests on Zoom, but ugh, ugh, ugh. Ugh, you book them. I don't feel like it. Thanks for listening. See you next time. Bye.